TopplessRobot.com presents... Dude, Luke, the printer's still busted, man. What the fuck? Everybody, welcome to episode 121 of the Topless Robot Podcast. My name is Ryan. I'm Tyler. Brooks. Dan. And uh, it's uh, been a week. Uh, a week in which we saw the release of the first two episodes of WandaVision. I watched it. I liked it. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. I didn't realize that it was based on a comic line so like yeah this is based on a uh like a comic miniseries that is actually really highly regarded uh so uh it was cool and the references were fun and it was interesting but it's also a little weird like i kind of feel like i'm uh, putting up with the classic sitcom bits in order to get at the, you know, the hints at what grander thing is happening. I like the sitcom bits. It feels like nostalgic and it's funny. Like the jokes are actually pretty hilarious. I am. Oh, in it's, my it's 100% a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it's, it's cute, yeah. but it's campy as fuck. And apparently... Um, the, uh, I mean, this isn't really a spoiler because it's kind of revealed in the trailers. Uh, at the end of, uh, episode two, things start going color and that's a transition point. So there are going to be several transition points into different eras of classic sitcoms throughout this. Which is going to be kind of interesting. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see where they go with it. Uh, there have been uh, apparently in, uh, an interview with, um, entertainment weekly or entertainment tonight, or one of those, you know, entertainment media outlets, uh, the Olson, what's her name? Something Elizabeth. Olson, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Olson, Olson, um, said that there is actually a full house reference in the show. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, oh my god if we get uh like because they have the little like sitcom openers if we get <laughs> right they've got the animated bewitched opener uh which apparently hints at the introduction of a major villain into the mcu in that animated opener and uh, um what i loved was in the first episode the dick van dyke reference where vision like almost trips over the piece of furniture, but because he's vision, he just phases through it. It's yeah. unlike Dick Van Dyke in the intro to the Dick Van Dyke show always tripped over the thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's awesome. cute and it's interesting and it's fun, especially. Yeah. Like give it a chance. I'm super most invested though in what's, in the overarching thing, like what the fuck is going on? How did we get here? You know, that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, that, I would say that's probably my only slight critique is that I feel like it hasn't given us enough of that yet. Like, I want more. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll get more. It's, it's just like there's only nine episodes, so we're like a quarter of the way through. So it's just I wonder how things will like how they're going to pull things together. And especially if they're only 30, 40 minute episodes. Yeah, it, it'll I, be I, really interesting. <clears throat> I still have to finish the first one because we started watching it last night, but it was, I was a little too tired to pay attention as much because once once I f- saw the first weird little thing, like the red, like the fact that that light that was blinking yeah. was red. Um, I think I saw something before that. I was I was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> I gotta watch this <laughs> later when I'm when I'm more awake so I can agonize over every detail. Because yeah. uh, that that's that's the kind of itch that this show is going to scratch for me. I think. And not, it, I wasn't I wasn't like super psyched for it, but I am in, into it now. In general, the um, unsettling moments. There are a couple of just like very unsettling moments where every other character actively feels like place setting, and they're on loops when things they don't understand it are, are occurring and things like that. Those are the moments that I'm, I'm in this for that. First well, it, one, yeah. It's, it's like the, the format itself. Um, and these characters, you know, Wanda and vision being you know, juxtaposed upon it feels very like outer limitsy. Yeah. And so like, uh, it, as soon as I figured out that this was going to be something like weird, uh, it instantly got creepy. Everything got creepy. Uh, I'm very excited to see how creepy it gets. I hope the bad guy. I hope finally someone has has the courage to use Shuma Garath as a bad guy because <laughs> that's a brutal fucking Marvel villain thing, and and I want it. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. So uh, another show that saw a new season uh, this week is Disenchanted. I'm surprised that it got another season. So am I, because every season has gone about the same for me when I've watched it. And that's okay. This is poorly written, uninteresting. The jokes are falling flat. And then there's a bunch of intrigue in the last episode that gets me invested in where it's going. And then they start that pattern all over with the next season. And I've only watched a couple episodes of this latest season, but it kind of feels like it's following that same formula, you know, where it's like it we're back at square one again. Things are boring. The writing isn't great. The jokes are not funny. Uh, and it has nothing to do with the performers. They've got an A-class group of of comedic performers. They've got Eric Andre. They've got, you know, uh, Richard Ayoade is in the series, Noel Fielding, you know, all these great uh, comedic actors. Um, and it it, it kind of serves to get people excited because of the couple of Futurama references that they make. And then they decide by the you know second to last episode or last episode that the story is something that they're going to invest time in and you watch and go okay all of a sudden i care about what happens to these characters and then the season ends and the next season just starts anew again where it's just filler garbage nothing lands you know nonsense i didn't even watch season two i watched season one 
And it just didn't, I didn't like it. I, I, I thought it, even the story bits were just whatever. Like, it wasn't, it's not funny. Like yeah. it really, that's my biggest issue with it. it. It It's like, it's a Matt groaning fucking animated thing with comedic actors. And it's just not funny. All yeah. the jokes are just really a lame. lifeless husk cashing in on its voice acting and name alone. Seriously. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, it's really disappointing, you know, Especially for people wonder. like me who just want more Futurama. <laughs> it, it makes me wonder Netflix is like, like what, the, what, what makes them want to cancel something versus not, I guess they, they maybe they're just not canceling it because it's Matt Groening, but. And I, I would guess that, that they probably inked a deal for a set amount. Mm, that's a good point. At the beginning of it. Because he is Matt Groening. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And now they're just stuck with something that's not good. Mm. I would have rather had another season of Altered Carbon than Disenchantment. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't watch season two of Altered Carbon. I I started watching it and I kind of fell out of it. Uh, I loved season one, though. Season one was amazing. Season two coasted on season one success a little bit. But Give I me stole. more Santa Clarita diet. That's all I want. Yes, please. <laughs> I want it all. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of uh, TV shows, the uh, they announced a casting for the Moon Knight show. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ethan <clears throat> Hawke is going to be a villain. So Interesting. Oscar Isaac as as Moon Knight and then Ethan Hawke is the the as a villain. I don't really know who he's going to be playing, but what I is know, like nothing about Moon Knight. Yeah, same. What has Ethan Hawke done lately? I feel like he's been gone. I, I feel like I haven't seen him in forever. <laughs> like, I feel like I haven't seen him since Blade. <laughs> Or no, no, no. Uh, day. What was the. The one where the world is ruled by vampires. I am legend. No. Uh, and uh, they uh, drive cars like they're. Uh, Daybreakers. Daybreakers. Yes. Is that any good? I enjoyed it. I've never seen it. I've never seen any. He's been in. I'm looking at his IMDb and he's been oh, in a bunch right. of. Oh, that's right. He played John Brown in the Good Lord Bird. Oh, yes, of course. I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. And he played Nikola Tesla in that failed Tesla film. Wah, wah. That Tesla movie it was so weird. It's like, let's make it vaporwave aesthetics for. <laughs> For Nikola Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really hasn't been in that much since. Not a ton. Nothing nothing big anyway. I don't know any of these movies. Yeah, right. But uh, I like him as an actor. I really like. What was that sci-fi movie? Gattaca. Gattaca is great. Gattaca is great. <laughs> Gattaca. Yeah. Love of course, Gattaca! Uh, coasting on Gattaca for uh, this many years would be, you know. <laughs> it's just what I think of all the time. Gattaca like, is, is great, though. Gattaca is definitely great. 
Um, as far as games are concerned, we finally uh, got Scott Pilgrim back. Played it. Yeah, I, I haven't I haven't got it yet, but I have. Uh, uh, well, I'll get to that later. <laughs> I picked it up on uh, Switch, and it is just as fun as I remember it. Uh, it's a great beat 'em up. I mean, when you've got uh, a fun property like uh, uh, Scott Pilgrim and combine one of the best pixel artists on the planet with Paul Robertson and uh, the soundtrack, uh, original soundtrack done by Anna Monaguchi and have it be a fun beat-em-up that is basically, you know, in a story that references video games nonstop. It's a fun time. Yeah, yeah, like the the the, the Turtles in Time stage uh, at the end. I have never gotten to the end. <laughs> what? I suck at that game, are you kidding me? It's oh, fun, man. but I suck at it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Surprised at that, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say, Ed, people are are surprised that I haven't gotten to the end of a game. <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of Ryan's backstory. He doesn't finish games. Oh man, I have, I have like, I had that game on lock back in the day. I had all the DLC, uh, and I got, I found all the secret shit, and it still wasn't enough. I wanted more. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, didn't have any of the DLC, so the uh, survival horror mode was new to me, uh, and uh, that That's was new as well. Um, uh, pretty fun, I guess. Like it's it's a one screen timed thing where you're attacked by zombies, and uh, uh, you just basically beat up zombies. Oh, okay. But it was all right. I got. <laughs> three KOs. Good job, Ryan. Those zombies are die. damage sponges, man. You only and you only get one life. So you have you one life so well. and the zombies take forever to I'm die. So proud of you, Ryan. Well, uh so are the characters you're using uh, the ones you you you've leveled in story mode or are they just stock? Uh they're the ones you leveled in story mode. So I've been oh, playing okay. as Kim. Uh, and I have Kim at level six now. So. Yeah, maybe it'll be different after they're more leveled up. Probably. Actually. Oh, man. They, they have thrash. <clears throat> yeah, because base, like, they start you with nothing. And even, like, through the first few levels, what they do give you is, eh, kind of weak. Well, that. That uh, that secret shop in the first stage has all the really good stuff. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. I will have like to. it's got it's uh, it, they're like uh, game cartridge upgrades, and so you get like uh, they have like uh, some fun jokes about like like uh, they have a Sonic one with this like with like lock on function and uh, Final Fantasy and like Metroid is another one down there. Oh, with with different stuff. Huh. I will have to look for that. I did not know about that. What are you what are you playing it on? Switch. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I've never played that game. I will have to check it out. It's a good time. Now's your fucking chance. And it's a great yeah. fucking soundtrack and it's real pretty. 
Um, and it's hard. Yeah. I, I should say it's it's a uh, uh, classic difficulty. Yes. Um, the because uh, it wasn't hard for me. <laughs> um, uh, huh. <laughs> a game coming out. Fight! Fight! I think fight, in fight. the next week. I think it's on the twenty fifth. Cyber Shadow is finally coming out. Yacht Club Games' new uh, Ninja Gaiden clone. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. So that's coming out on the 25th. Or 25th or 26th. Yeah. I forgot about that. That one I am super stoked for. Uh, You may have uh, started seeing the icons pop up in your uh, console store of choice and gotten excited. I know I did. I popped into the PlayStation store and saw the icon. I was like, oh, shit, I'm buying it. And then I saw that it doesn't come out for another week. You jumped the gun. Yep. But it's available uh, pre-launch uh, at a discount of, uh, I think it's a 25% discount, so you can get it for 15 bucks. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. it looks like it promises to be a very good time. And if uh, Yacht Club Games history is any indicator, uh, they will fucking knock this one out of the park. Yacht Club Games is a funny name for a studio. <laughs> <laughs> I just have this um, I like a vision of the entire dev team being like wearing like mascot chads. They're in their <laughs> shoes and their fucking polos. Jackie <laughs> <laughs> shorts. Would you like to play some tennis? <laughs> oh, I can't. I have so much coding left to do first. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, meet me at the starboard, and we'll we'll uh, uh, laugh at the at the plebeians oh, on the shore. We'll do an eight ball and laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go burn hundred dollar bills outside the homeless shelters. <laughs> oh, those poor Quiet. homeless! They Quiet, look Reginald. cold. Let's burn our money. Quiet. <laughs> laugh when they pick up the, the, the ashes. <laughs> Tyler, you will be thrilled to know that uh, we're getting some new Phasmophobia content soon. Uh, <laughs> that improves Ghost AI to make them more dangerous. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, basically, so if you broke line of sight before, they would just start wandering in random directions because they had a bunch of like set points they wander to when they're attacking, right? Uh, now, if they have line of sight, they will check your your last known location. So they will chase you around corners. So if you don't break line of sight multiple times, they're just going to keep following you wherever you go. Uh, also, they can actually hear you now. They weren't actually able to hear you before. So uh, if they're hunting and you say something, they will walk towards the noise. Oh, and God. you know what's the best? They can open doors now while they're hunting. No! Yeah. So if you're hiding no! in a hall- if you're hiding in a hallway closet and it walks by, the door will start cracking open a little bit as long as they're near you. Yes. <laughs> oh, I Tyler. Inti- in- I've intentionally been avoiding looking into any of this any of this stuff about this game because I I want to try to get the shit scared out of me sometime. Okay. Uh, will it uh, uh d- do you think it will scare me as opposed to Tyler cuz I know that that I know what Tyler's afraid of. Uh, everything. Mean, it's a game that scares a lot of people. It's not just like a. It's I don't know. I, how often are you actually scared by any scary things? 
Um, oh, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I get su- I got surprised a few times. Um, playing. What was the last scary shit that we were playing? Uh, the that I was playing. Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, uh, that one got me a little bit. Yeah. Um, the other shit. Was it? Was it the RE Seven stuff? I was. I don't remember. Um, but uh, I don't know. It's it's been a while since I've I've been I've been freaked out by a video game and. You know, I'm uh, I'm feeling the need for 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 peed in my pants. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a game where you're probably going to be laughing at the same time, but also well, of it, has, course. it has its moments where uh, I have seen people who are generally not scared uh, all of a sudden become very scared. <laughs> so I I think it'll get you at least once. That's for sure. It'll get you a few times. Okay, okay that's good. That's good. Yeah, let let me uh, allow me to uh, give you a proper baseline comparison, right? So Mm -hmm. here's Five Nights at Freddy's VR. (laughs) Here's Phasmophobia. It it blinked in and out. Oh, did it blink in and out? (laughs) Yeah. Well, Well, that pretty much tells you if it's. Yeah, if it's it, crashing the goddamn mic. I, <laughs> yeah, right. It is the loudest I've ever heard Tyler scream. Yep. And, if uh, his his screams are superseding reality, that's how scary I, he is. I <laughs> previously had not heard legitimately a blood curdling scream. Uh, yeah, I would call that me. a blood curdling scream. I'm telling you, man, the time I was locked outside the house because the ghost was attacking him and I was shouting at him through the window and the sound brooks really it does muffle if you're out if you're on the opposite. So if if someone's inside and you're outside, it's very, very quiet, even if you're like right on the wall next to each other, it'll still sound like they're really far away. So he wasn't hearing me and the scream he lets out when I take a step back and the ghost turns around to kill him. I (laughs) even muffled through the sound barrier of the home was like this high-pitched screech. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was actually going to die as a person instead, not just in game. <laughs> it was terrifying. Like, there's a... <laughs> Could you, again, and it's all because he couldn't fucking figure out how to put a motion yes. sensor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He tunnel visioned so hard that the ghost was in the room with him trying to kill me through the wall. And he's just like, I can't fucking figure out how to put this thing on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) It was the tunnel vision that got me because I was just like, I'm good. I'm safe. I'm safe. Nope. (laughs) Hands crawl across my fucking head. (laughs) Oh, man. Man. So good. So, so good. Always remember that moment. That was fucking terrifying. Yeah, we're going to have to find a way to get you to join us, Brooks, so we can do a proper four-person Phasmo uh, team and uh, stream it. That would be fucking fun. How are, how, are you, how are you guys doing it now? I, I tell you what, we can talk about that after the show. Yeah. After the show. But, yeah. After the show. After the show. You experience the new prison level. Oh, God. <laughs> I love prisms. <laughs> so, um, aside from that, uh, what else has been going on this week? Big Star Wars news. Uh, EA no longer has the oh yeah uh, the uh, sole rights to publish Star Wars games yep. anymore. So yeah, yeah, Ubisoft 
it has it now. No, yeah, uh, EA, Ubisoft doesn't uh, have it. So doesn't have it EA now. doesn't have exclusivity rights anymore. Yeah. So that means... Why, well, technically... Why did that happen? Technically, it will... So technically, EA presently has exclusivity mm-hmm. rights. Um, yes. Their exclusivity rights expire in a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. But it's because the agreement is, is expiring. And so mm-hmm. because... Because that agreement is expiring, Ubisoft has announced that they're working on an open world Star Wars game, uh, which will not be released until after that agreement expires. Oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. For like they, that. Oh, they also revived Lucasfilm games. So um, and we're getting a new Indiana Jones game. That is that should be interesting. Yeah, Bethesda's <laughs> making it, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Indiana Jones and the Eternal Beta. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping we get ridiculous uh, glitches a la Skyrim with <laughs> Indiana Jones. Uh, the the uh, the modding shit, the shit post modding is going to be brilliant. Yeah. Indiana <laughs> Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal mod. <laughs> I just can't wait till they replace all the characters with Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> you gotta do it. Obligation. Thomas Thomas spiking the lens, going. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> no, it's, it's gotta be. Uh, it's gotta be a, a mod of present day Harrison Ford wearing like the worst Laura Croft outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and it just replaces all of his dialogue with just regular Harrison Ford grunting. Yeah. <laughs> Pointing. <laughs> yeah. That, that'll be. Uh, I didn't even think about the mod potential for that. That'll be, oh, be really entertaining. That'll be I really, really entertaining. Hopefully the the story kicks some serious ass because it's Indiana Jones and you kind of need that <laughs> for him to be. He's not exactly the coolest character outside of that. <laughs> I wonder if everyone will mod the favorite racist caricature known as Short Round into it. <laughs> oh when you shoot, it just it has him saying "Okie dokie, Doctor Jones." <laughs> no time for love, Doctor Jones. Doctor Jones. <laughs> No time for mods, Dr. Jones. Oh, man. A 20-foot short round. They replace... (laughs) They they replace uh, the Kale Ma priest with short round. (laughs) No, they replace every single character with short round. Every single character you encounter in the entire game is short round. It quickly goes from whatever the regular plot was to Indiana Jones nightmare sequence. <laughs> Indiana Jones as he murders his child friend over and over again. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's the real short round? Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that's the first mod that comes out to make the game playable because then it'll be using fewer resources because it's just loading the same texture over and over again. It's true. Well, a real champ would figure out how to mod short round into every outfit that is in the game. Oh, God. (laughs) 
<laughs> just a chorus. You like walk into a into like a group of people and they're all short round and it's just a chorus of echoing. Okie dokie, Dr. John. Oh my god. <laughs> so bad. So so bad. I, I wonder I wonder how long we'll have to wait before Shia LaBeouf is uh modded in. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Every no, no, it, it comes actual with cannibal the game. Shia LaBeouf. It's it's stock. It, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's pre-order of content you get. <laughs> you get the Shia LaBeouf skin, a whip made out of Slim Jims, and someone drives <laughs> by your house and throws a dog turd at your door. <laughs> it might be dry, it might be wet. It depends on how soon you order. Uh, and if you or if you special order good, on though. Xbox, you get uh, you, you you get the Shia LaBeouf skin that uh, sexually harasses you throughout the entire game. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, uh, Danny uh, Danny is absolutely nuts about like the last Indiana Jones game that came out a billion years ago, the uh, Indiana Jones: The Emperor's Tomb. Why? Do uh, I- not even remember this at all. Yeah. yeah the last one I knew about was like something machine, wasn't it? I can't remember. Uh, the Infernal Machine. Infernal Machine. Yeah, I, I had that on Game Boy Color. Wow, is that that old? Staff of Kings is the apparently the most recent one, I think. Oh. Indiana Jones I... World on Facebook. That sounds like a game I don't want to play. There's a Indiana. lot of Indiana Jones games. Lego Indiana <laughs> Jones 2, The Adventure Continues on those PC, PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, and Wii. Indiana and Jones those, and those... the Lost Puzzles on BlackBerry mobile phone. Yeesh. Yeah, Staff it, of Kings the, uh, was the last uh, big one to come out. Uh, I think he's played that one too, maybe. I don't know, because we, we've been talking about it at work. Um, that and he's really gotten into Fallout. So we've been talking a lot about Fallout stuff. And of course it's fun because it's still Danny. And so he talks about some the same weird old shit that I'm into. And so it's nice to have another old person to talk to at work <laughs> <laughs> about these video game things. So he was like he was like pumped when he found out. Uh that's how I, I know about it, because he came into work and was like, Oh my god, oh my god. And I just like <laughs> Uh, did you guys ever play the ones on Super Nintendo? Because those were good too. I don't think I, so. Yeah, didn't even know they existed until just now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm looking through this list. There's there's Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, on Atari 2600, uh, Temple of Doom Arcade on Atari System One, uh, Temple of Doom on NES and Commodore 64, uh, Lost Kingdom on Commodore 64, Revenge <laughs> of the Ancients on PC and Macintosh. Um, Last Crusade, the action game on Commodore 64, <laughs> NES, Game Boy, Amiga, Macintosh, PC, Sega Genesis, Sega Game Gear, Sega Master System, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, the graphic adventure on Amiga, Macintosh, and PC, the so young Indiana Jones of- Chronicles on NES, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Taito version on NES, uh, Instruments mm. of Chaos starring young Indiana Jones on Sega Genesis, Indiana Jones' no. greatest adventure on Super Nintendo. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, the action game on Commodore 64, PC, Atari ST. Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, graphic adventure on PC, Amiga, Macintosh, and FM Towns. 
I just want to know what their opposition of an action game is. Like, is yeah. it the opposite? Like, <laughs> you have well, one version where Indiana Jones is being Indiana Jones and like going through the temples, and the other one where you're just the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's uh, to set itself apart from the graphic adventure, where it's more like a graphic novel kind of thing, oh, like a, an I, interactive novel uh, sort of thing. I like my idea better. <laughs> Uh, Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures, PC and Macintosh. Oh yeah, I, I've I've seen I've seen that one. I Indiana Jones and the, the Infernal Machine, uh, and then Indiana, uh, and then that was PC N sixty four and Game Boy Color. Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb, uh, PC, PlayStation two, Xbox, and Mac. Uh, the Adventures oh, wow. of Young Indiana Jones Revolution. Uh, included with Dance it, Dance Revolution, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Volume One: The Early Years. The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones Special Delivery, included with Tap- Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Volume Two: The War Years. It sounds like a like a weird <laughs> porno version of Indiana Jones. These are just getting <laughs> longer and longer. The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Hunting for Treasure, included with the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, Volume Three: The Years of Change. And then Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull on Blackberry. On Blackberry? (laughs) We need to find that. (laughs) Do a let's play of of oldish young Indiana Jones and the eternal sunshine of the spotless (laughs) mind. Yeah, I had no idea there were so many Indiana Jones games. I yeah, think no the kidding. only Indiana Jones game that I, a game I've ever played is Lego Indiana Jones. I think the only I one I ever played was Infernal Machine. One of the best ones, so probably <laughs> it slaps. Yeah, the Lego. the Lego games are are pretty decent. They're fun. I, I just always knew what to expect, and so yeah. if if yeah, I don't ever have any any grand designs. I just bought when I was when I was sick. I bought a uh, Lego Marvel uh, two. It's really fun. <laughs> it was like seven dollars on the switch. So I was like, I'll play. I haven't played a Lego game in forever. Yeah, Why I mean, not? they're they're like low risk games. Just fun to fuck around. And they're actually pretty well written. The, the, the jokes land. They're, you know, pretty funny. And they're fun. Something awesome about like the first Lego Marvel being open world and like being able to just fly around New York City in Lego form. It's different, different, uh, different characters. It's such a blast. Yeah. Um, Brooks, you'll be happy to know that I have continued playing uh, Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. Where are you at? Uh, at any point? Huh? Have you ever beat that game? No, uh, I okay. uh, have started playing it a couple of times. I missed it when it was current. Because uh, I don't well, think yeah. I had a Super Nintendo when it came out. And uh, um, so the first time I played it was emulating it on my PC like many years ago. And I just didn't really get into it. Mostly because, you know, and I've talked about this before. I have major issues with the fact that every single character that Akira Toriyama designs is a, an Akira Toriyama designed character. They all look exactly the fucking same. And well, uh, so that... I no idea what you're talking about. Took I'm me out Dragon of it. Quest. <laughs> I am a Dragon Quest fan. <laughs> 
So uh, I've I've kind of gotten over that. Um, and yeah, for the most part, you know, you're playing through its sprites, but like the spiky hair on the eyes are is still uh, very visible and very clearly Akira Toriyama. Um, but uh, I am racist towards anime characters, Ryan. I just yeah. I just went to get the Dreamstone. Uh, so I am now 65 million years in the past. Okay. Um, I need to play this game. Every Chrono Trigger? Sounded fun. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, Tyler, you do, because the music slaps and you'll totally dig the story. It's one of my, it is my favorite video game story. I'm going to... I'm, uh, what it is what really you, cool. I, you, I loved, and this will kind of be a spoiler for you, Tyler, for when you do uh, play I'll through it. Um, you will be judged for the actions that you take in the, the, the fairgrounds. That's That's all I'm going to tell you. That's not really a spoiler. I mean, it kind of is in that it kind (laughs) of is in that I didn't, I was playing the game and (laughs) and like anyone who plays an RPG would, I interact with everything and I pick up everything and then if for them to hold that against me on trial. I think it's brilliant. It was horrible. I was being a good <laughs> RPG player. Also, Ryan, now that you've played through it a little bit, if you look behind me, you might recognize something. If you don't, then you aren't where I think you are. I do not. Okay, cool. I'm very excited for you. <laughs> what, are you, what, are you what, what are you playing it on? Uh, DS. Okay, so you have the DS version. Yeah. Uh, Which is even more uh, on the Akira Toriyama side because of its animated cutscenes. Oh, those come directly from the PS1 release. Oh, do they? Yeah. Um, I have, I won't pull it out now, but I I still, I I have my... That uh, two-pack that was like Chrono Trigger and... Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. Which uh, is fun. Um... I'm actually I've actually started up uh, Final Fantasy V because I've never I don't know I didn't know anything about it and I watched a little little thing on it and uh, I'm gonna try my hand at a Final Fantasy story that I don't know anything about. But apparently I get to fight like a tree, so <laughs> that's gonna be cool. <laughs> oh, tree. You gotta find the elemental crystals. All right, rap. We're good. <laughs> a tree, a tree, a tree. Actually, no, Dan. The, the reason why this one intrigued me was because in the at the beginning of the game, it starts off think you know with that mentality, and then the crystals explode. Ooh. And they're just they're just gone. They're just, and then you have to restore elemental balance <laughs> and fight a giant tree wizard named X Death. <laughs> Very good name. Yes. X death. X death. X death. Like E X D death. D E T H. D-E-T-H. X death, bruv. It's D-E-T-H. it's all and made entirely of former members of the band Megadeth. <laughs> That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's not even, that doesn't sound fair. <laughs> it includes uh, the non-Christian version of Dave Mustaine as well. <laughs> <laughs> Before he was replaced with a lizard person. <laughs> Before he became 
Christian. But yeah, I uh, I have been. I'm glad that I've powered through it and and given it more time uh, because I got in that like I was playing it this morning and I got in that uh, zone where you start making deals with yourself like where you're like, all right, after I'm done with this section, I'll, I'll put it away and I'll take a shower. Uh, and then I finish that section and I'm like, uh, I'll play a little bit more and then I'll put it away and, and take a shower. This bargaining wow. happened from 730 in the morning until 1130 in the morning. <laughs> I'm not going to nice. lie. You said you got to the section where you started making deals with yourself. I thought that that was going to be like a game mechanic. No, no. You know, like it's it it is a game mechanic that every person who plays games encounters. You know that you're playing a good game or at least a game that you're enjoying if you start making and missing those bargains. Like I'm just gonna play a little bit longer. I'm gonna get to this point, and then I'll I'll give it a rest. I'll set it down. You get to that point, and you're like, ah, maybe a little bit more. Who, who's in your party right now? Uh, right now, it is uh, Lucka and Marl. Okay. Uh, Do you? I left ha- Robo uh, at the end of time, and uh, um, I just met uh, <laughs> the cave girl. Oh, Isla. Isla. That's right. Who who is actually based on uh, a, f- a character of the same name from a very famous novel from the seventies called oh. Planet of the Cave Bear? Interesting. That's a rock fact. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, 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 unsubscribe. <laughs> I want to unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. Mm. No. Yeah, I, I replace I, the unsubscribe button with a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I, I a little too much about that about this game. I, I fear My hell. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, I'm I, uh, really enjoying it. There have only been a couple of times where I wasn't sure where to go, and that's partially because in the overworld it can be difficult to uh, know what unique places you can go into and how to approach them in order to do that. Yeah. It's uh, um Chrono Trigger was the, f- not the first RPG I played, but the first one that I beat um, because it's got so much stuff like that. And I love just, I love having to figure it, figure it out. There's a lot of going back to places, but that'll be easier uh, as the game progresses. Yeah. I, I kind of got that I sense. I tell you, um yeah, I uh super enjoying it so far. I'm probably going to continue playing it after uh after the podcast. Yes. And, and Tyler, you should def- definitely I'm play enjoying. it. Yeah. I will, I, will, I will be finding a copy. Is it on the 3DS store or anything or do you have to get like an actual copy? Uh I'll loan you one of my hacked uh DSs. One of my uh, one of my hacked DSIs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, in think of course. Uh, I mean, perfectly legal DSI that I uh, just happened to have a copy, a spare copy of Chrono Trigger. If the FBI is watching this, 
I declare that this was all legal. If the FBI is watching this, what the fuck are you doing? Stop the insurrectionists from trying to take over our goddamn country on Wednesday. <laughs> no, they need to catch the real criminals, which are those modding DSs. Those jailbreakers and emulators. How could you, Ryan? Look, They're going to jail. You're what's I've, wrong with forever. it. I've said it before. I've, I've said it before. Um, uh, when a system is declared dead, it's free game. And yes, the DS was declared dead long, long ago. And um, I'm not going to like, I think in order to buy a legit copy of Chrono Trigger on DS, it's it's a highly sought after item. And it is more than it was originally sold for. So I'm not going to be doing that. I would like to get my hands on another physical copy because it did come with a sweet, sweet poster that I used to have that I ended up giving to a girl I liked. (laughs) (laughs) A travesty, a classic mistake. Yeah, I I am in favor of emulation in general just for preservation of uh, preservation and and accessibility of, of a lot of these old games that are otherwise difficult to get. I am as well, but there are some angry Japanese lawyers who work for Nintendo who would disagree with you. Who would literally <laughs> track you down. Yes. Like, actually stalk you and track you down. Correct. We will escape to, to the Nintendo underground. <laughs> Which is, it's so dumb. They're going to open the door and pretend to hit you with that we would like to play and then hit you with the same <laughs> Oh my god, like the sue. existence of, of that, like, the confirmation of the existence of, of those uh, Nintendo lawyers to that they to track down people puts that whole we would like to play ad campaign in a completely new and unsettling light. Yeah, it, it's like the people who pretend to be someone else to serve you. They ask you like, we've you know we've brought the Wii. Would you like to play? If this is your name, oh, you can- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we'll see you in court, fucker. <laughs> we would like to see. Have, have, have fun playing Link's crossbow training. <laughs> I agree 100% with, like, those old games. Like, I remember I really wanted to play Mario Party 2 for the N64. And I have an N64. But the only way you could find the actual physical copy of that game was, like, on eBay for, like, $300. And I was just like, what is this garbage? So then I emulated it. Because they don't make those games anymore. You never emulated it. That's They're coming for you. He thought about <laughs> emulating it, and he realized that it would be uh, an affront to uh, good Lord Nintendo, and he uh, decided that he would be a good Nintendo servant and not uh, emulate. So instead, he withdrew into his mind eye and drew upon the memories of the Mario Party 2 of the past, and he played it in his dreams. <laughs> And Personally, I, I just that. archived my <laughs> existing copies of games. That's totally what I did. They're digital backups. <laughs> While technically <laughs> legal, Nintendo history. will still side eye you. <laughs> yeah. They just they'll just show up in my brain and get <laughs> me for pirating memories. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh... You are currently not playing Mario Party 2 on Nintendo approved hardware. This includes your brain and your imagination. <laughs> Oh no, they've come for us. Bring <laughs> <laughs> Mario Party 2 in your imagination is officially a thought crime. 
Unfortunately, oh in God, this is what George Orwell was warning us about. <laughs> Fortunately, in general, it does seem that Nintendo has kind of lightened up on their uh, sort of iron grip of uh, some of those things. Like they used to issue takedown, you know, like you couldn't do Nintendo gameplay. And then they're like, okay, fine. We'll set up a partnership program where we're going to take a portion of your ad revenue, but you'll be allowed to upload Nintendo stuff. And that was kind of them trying to meet in the middle. And everyone was like, this is garbage. And Nintendo was like, fine, just do it. Fine, play the games. Just whatever. It's free advertising, guys. <laughs> yeah. every like So many other companies figured that out real quick. Like, hey... You work with the community, they like you more, they buy your stuff. Yeah, and I know that, like, (laughs) genuinely, nothing drives my uh, desire to buy a a game like watching other people have fun playing it. Or watching them not have fun playing it. Look what happened with Phasmophobia and Among Us, like... The reason that those are so popular is because streamers started playing them, like... Yes. This idea that watching watching a game be played is like going to stop you from buying the game because you've already seen it all is so fucking stupid. Like the whole reason <laughs> that I bought Part Time UFO is because I uh, watched Game Grumps play it and it looked like a lot of fun. They were really enjoying it and and they were laughing and and having fun and I I wanted to do that too and so I bought Part Time UFO and you know what I was laughing and having fun. It was good. How dare you? How dare you watch that on unapproved Nintendo products? <laughs> Nintendube. Now, <I> <laughs> now I want this to be an actual bit. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo just suing everybody. And we'll it just keeps we'll have to do a skit of like you remembering the good old days of playing X game on, on uh, N64 or something. And all of a sudden there's a knock at the door and Nintendo lawyers are like, you are playing a Nintendo game on unapproved Nintendo hardware. <laughs> Your brain is not approved Nintendo hardware. <laughs> this brain gets is a DMC cease and desist for your memories. <laughs> My brain gets a DMCA. Thought crimes of Tyler Fleck. <laughs> once, a man, once a man with a job, a home, and security, now he lives on the edge, running from Nintendo's drones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. Um... I can't remember what I was going to say. Go ahead. Speaking of brilliant, I watched uh, perhaps the uh, stupidest movie I've seen since The Room yesterday. Oh, boy. Oh, watching home movies again, huh? I watched (laughs) Nicolas Cage's Nicolas Cage's Oh, you did it. Jiu-Jitsu. How was it? Oh, man. Oh, my God. I saw the trailer for that yesterday. (laughs) It is so... I have not watched a movie and just been genuinely confused about every single decision since, like, like I did with this movie, since The Room. Like, it was the same kind of, what? Why? How? What? What? (laughs) The entire movie. It's horribly written. It's, like, the, 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 the CGI looks like after effects like somebody had the free version of after adobe after effects 
and like like they're shooting fucking bullets and the bullets are like gigantic and flashy and like horrible looking. It looks like someone like they're like, hey, I've got a 15 year old nephew who knows how to do CGI. He can do it. I was going to say when you said it looks like After Effects, uh, I was going to to say like, you know, that After Effects is professional software, right? Like, yes, you can I mean, use like it well. Free, you can make things version. look good in After Effects. <laughs> but I'm talking about the free version and somebody who's learning how to do, use it in like a fucking junior high school classroom. <laughs> All he does is composite those stock particle effects from After Effects. It's just spraying little yellow particles everywhere. That's what it fucking looks like. It's so bad. <laughs> It's so bad. And like Nicolas Cage's lines are 100% like like 80% of what he says is I'm crazy. Like literally he says that like 10 times. I'm crazy. We like, don't need you to tell us. Damn. We've been watching you for years. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, and it, it appears to be the exactly the kind of stimulating intellectual juggernaut that Dan <laughs> wishes to conquer. <laughs> No, oh, and, and whoever's directing this film and filming, like Frank they, Capra, they obviously had like gotten some nice recording equipment. Or like, we have to use it; it's in the budget. So they had like, like the the harness cams that like point directly up at their face, used at random times, and then it would switch to like first person view during like these fight scenes, and then. So you'd see the fists like just popping out from behind the camera. And then it would like he he, he the camera would go and do like he was like doing like a roll. It was like Tony Ja and he would like do a roll. And then the camera would stay on the ground after just being in first person <laughs> looking up at <laughs> Tony Ja from the most unflattering angle. And then he does like a backflip and then you're back into first person. And it's. Oh, it's brilliant. It's the, the, a, the camera, the camera stays, and you see Tony Jaw just like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not Tony Jaw, just actually looking like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm always a fan of experimental cinematography and camera. But it sounds like they didn't do a great job. Well, this what it's, you guys remember that uh, that movie that was entirely shot on GoPro uh, about yeah. ten years ago? Yeah. It, it sounds oh, like Hobbit. they. It sounds like they watched that and were like, "We're going to do that sometimes and not fully." Yep, that's exactly what it looked like. They watched multiple different movies like that's a cool idea and they saw that one like yeah let's do it and then they do it for two seconds and then they switch back and forth and then they're like oh i'm over it there's a one point they're doing a fight and they do like the like the old-timey newspaper spinning thing but it's the camera and it's just randomly doing this while they're in a fight scene and it's like what are you doing <laughs> wow oh, everyone needs to see this movie it is fucking hilarious, and it's just, it's so bad. It is so bad. It sounds terrible. Maybe maybe if I'm desperate for entertainment at work sometime. <laughs> it is it, it, it looks bad, but it also, is it, it, does, it, how's the pacing in it? Is, it? is it boring, or is it just bad? 
it's bad. It doesn't make sense. The whole movie makes zero sense. Oh, cool. Sense. Oh, great. I have just the coworker to watch that with. It's very... <laughs> it, they do, the movie's called Jiu-Jitsu, and they reference Jiu-Jitsu throughout the movie about different things. Like, at first, it's a person. Then it's a fighting style. And then it's a power that you have. I then it, am Jiu-Jitsu. Nothing to do with anything in the movie, and it like they never explain what jujitsu actually is. Uh, Even better, do any of the people in the movie actually fight using jujitsu? No, no, they don't. <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. My name is uh, Jujitsu. Uh, please, if you're going to uh, uh, address me, uh, Mister Jitsu, because if you were to call me uh, purely by my first name, it's a little anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Jubert's Jubert Jitsicles uh, is my is my real name. My legal name. <laughs> Friends just call me Jujitsu. Oh, and my, my favorite part of the movie is like the main character loses his memory for some reason. Like I think he hits his head. So literally every discussion is with people that he doesn't know and sometimes he did know. And they all start like with like literally every conversation with them starts with, oh, you don't know. Oh, you don't know. <laughs> and then a little bit of exposition that makes no fucking sense. And it's literally everything. And the entire movie starts with him, like some person just going, oh, you don't know about this. And <laughs> here, let me explain. And then they don't explain it. And it's it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. The writers blew all of their budget doing cocaine instead of writing <laughs> You don't know. <laughs> Neither do I. We never actually wrote a plot. <laughs> they actually brought some guy in and are like, you're, 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 you need to make this movie happen. And he's like, no one ever told me what the movie was about. So he's just literally asking, what's this movie about? <laughs> you, you, you know what? Hearing you talk, talk about this terrible movie uh, makes me want to watch it instead. Bloodsport. Oh, my God. God. I just, I we should all just, just you know, take our shirts off and just shout, start shouting kumite at each other in the street. <laughs> uh, a promising film uh, coming out soon. I saw a trailer for yesterday. Uh, is called Psycho Goreman. I have not heard of this. Uh, after unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. And wow. the trailer looks great. Uh, his name is Psycho Goreman. He looks over the top evil in character design. And you see these two children and he's like talking about how he's going to destroy everything they've ever held dear. And she pulls out this little gem and she's like this. And she, she's like, speak. And he's like, uh, so this little girl has this gem and he has to do everything she says that sounds like a comedy of errors yeah and i'm about it it looks Quite very entertaining and it, what's Phil funny Gore, is man. he he doesn't do it like um 
Uh, he is entirely subservient and things like that. He is regrettably doing these things. He is against his will doing these things. So, like, she'll tell him to do something. That doesn't mean that he has to, you know, do it with a yes master or yes mistress kind of thing. It's like he does the thing and it's like, I will destroy everything that you are, you know, kind of shit. It's it looks very entertaining. I need to see this. Yeah, this looks. Uh, who's? I don't recognize anyone in this. Yeah, I know of no one who uh, I am un- unfamiliar with. Everyone attached to it. It just looks like one of those silly little gems that comes out of nowhere. I have no idea who any of these people are, and I don't recognize any of the movies that this guy's in. So yeah. It looks like it's just a random little thing. Looks I mean, ridiculous, and it looks like it'll be a good fucking time. It, <laughs> I like, I'm not a big horror person, but when you make horror into comedy, it makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I still always love Cabin in the Woods. I can't, did I mention Freaky on the podcast? Yes. Okay. Because that's yeah, another I, I one of those horror comedies. Last time, that's another one of those horror comedies that needs need that. I, Tyler, I think you would enjoy that. It's a good time. Watch Vince Vaughn pretend to be a high school girl for an hour and a half. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah, we did talk about this, and yeah. I do. I, I do want to see this. Yeah, it's very very entertaining. I love like I'm a huge horror fan, and but horror comedy is especially my jam like i love a cabin in the woods is one of the best movies ever made i fucking love cabin in the woods so much don't be confused with cabin fever which is terrible (laughs) you mean eli roth's cabin fever yeah that's yeah (laughs) the one one that 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 was that not what i said no you said cabin fever it's just Eli Roth oh, e- very heavily attached his name to that to that movie. Oh, right. <laughs> like it's it's Eli not TM. I'm pretty sure it's it's like just referred to as Eli Roth's Cabin Fever. Oh, I just refer to it as that movie. That very very out of touch movie. <laughs> <laughs> like um, shit. I don't even know if I can. I don't think I can even say it on here. <laughs> But it's a lot. It's a line that because um, I watched it with somebody. It was like one of the when I was just starting to get into horror movies. And my, my buddy was like, "All right, this is really terrible, but you get, we're gonna we're gonna watch this anyways." And just so you know, blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Okay, cool." And then like right off the gate, it's just, "Oh wow, they said that." Okay, moving <laughs> on. Yeah, keeps coming up. I think there's something like three or four cabin fevers. There's like cabin fever patient zero or something like that. And oh, really? Yeah. You, what you mean I've been missing out on ev- on this you, my whole life? You have, yes. There are several cabin fever films. Uh, let's. I think we there's cabin fever. There's three or four of them. Yeah, cabin fever, <laughs> cabin fever two, spring fever, and cabin fever three, patient zero. So cabin fever came out in 2002. Cabin fever two, spring fever came out in 2009. <laughs> And then Patient Zero came out in 2014. And then there's there, there, a 2016 there's a film that's a remake. 
What? It's, it might it might stand a chance of being good. I don't know. Uh, it was also written by Eli Roth, and it's a remake of <laughs> his yeah. own movie. Yeah, of his own he movie. Remade he remade his, remade his own, own movie. movie. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Never mind. That's, that's but it's got a different director. He directed been. the original one. He did not direct this one. This one was directed by someone named Travis Z. Travis Z. It's actually his noom de plum. <laughs> it's him. In fact, the movie's stars is written by, produced by Eli Roth. Yeah, and right. he plays all the all the extras and side characters. Nobody <laughs> would help me, so I did it myself. <laughs> For the female characters, he literally just puts on a wig. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was going to uh, become. Uh, oh God, what's that crazy dude uh, who? Uh, uh, why can't I remember? He's one of the notorious, um, you know, bad film uh, directors. Who? No, it's not you. He's not that prolific. He's more birdemic prolific. Um, um, The guy who like plays all of his characters, and he's always some like God's gift to something or other in in his uh, films. And (laughs) he actually has several hour DVDs about how to make a movie. When oh he has God. never had a Neil success. Breen. Neil Breen, thank you. Neil Breen. God. Went in the clutch. Oh, oh man, Neil Breen. Whew. He Brilliant. is a very scary type. I mean, you know, honestly. You don't need those Hollywood types. He could be. Uh, 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 we've we've now seen that that he has everything it takes to be president of the United States of America. <laughs> We have now seen Neil Breen. That bar is uh, very low. Very. <laughs> so uh, this we, is a good time to uh, announce my candidacy. Oh, God. <laughs> for the 2024. A vote for Tyler Fleck is a vote for lunacy. Kalos will be my VP, of course. <laughs> Uh, has chosen to be his own VP. <laughs> we have come to the end of the episode. What games have you guys been playing? Uh, I dusted off Ghost of Tsushima last night. Got sucked into that for too long. Hmm. I, it, it took me. Le- it took me less time than I thought it was going to. Uh, from uh, uh, relearning. <laughs> All the stuff because I, I was a little far into the game. So, did you pick back up uh, with your previous save, or you didn't start over? Yeah, yeah. No, I picked up with the previous save because I, I spent too much time in there already for me to just wipe it. But I think it's only been like maybe like a couple of months. This week, I didn't actually play very. I didn't play any games. I actually, what have I been doing this week? <laughs> Nothing. I've watched movies and TV shows that I hadn't been able to watch when I was sick because my brain just wasn't like working. <laughs> sure. So I watched I watched Tenet, which I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, that a lot as well. I was I, it started out really slow, but that third act was fucking solid. 
I really liked it. Yeah, I, I need to watch it again. I've heard that uh, it definitely uh, needs a couple of watches uh, because there are things that you'll pick up on on multiple watches. Subtitles were very helpful, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard friends who've gone to see it in theaters wishing that they had had subtitles on the whole time because were the voices just poorly mixed or something? It's a well-known thing that he, uh, Christopher Nolan, does in all of his movies: very loud action, very quiet voices, and like he's been called out for it, and he's just like, make it louder, and everyone's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> it's a weird choice. Yeah, you don't want people to hear your dialogue. He's no, like, of course not. It's supposed to be that way. Like he says, it's an actual thing that he does on purpose. So, <laughs> if they can hear the dialogue, they'll know I'm illiterate. <laughs> That's just a real shitty choice. Yep. I don't want you to be able to hear these people. It's deliberate. Hmm. Quiet. Yeah, it's stupid. How about you, Ding? Mm, yes. Yeah. Uh, I tried out the new Phasmophobia stuff, like I was talking about. Uh, it's on the beta branch, but, you know, on Steam, you can just hop into the beta branch immediately. Um, super great. And uh, that, though, not many games. Just almost every day I've been playing tabletop RPGs. Like, I've been playing uh, all the time. So, uh, just a shitload of that stuff. have fucking four or five different campaigns going on right now with the same people, basically. <laughs> Minus me. Yes. <laughs> I'm in one of them. And we had a, a gr- joyous time. On the and there was much rejoicing. Indeed. Much rejoicing. Tyler's, much rejoicing. Uh, Tyler's dwarf is really discovering himself and that he likes when strong women step on him. Made sense for the story. It wasn't just ha, ah, this will be gross. It no. really made sense for the story. Honestly, it just sounds like you, Tyler. <laughs> I mean don't, <laughs> don't out my don't out don't kink shame on me. I'm not kink shaming. I'm just saying it's it's it sounds you know, it it sounds like you. It sounds on brand. <laughs> Maybe what this is how I Ryan, what are you playing? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, I'm super stoked because um, uh, Jasmine picked up Celeste. And uh, uh, Celeste is a very difficult game. And Are you just backseating her the whole time? No. Um, <laughs> but it made me uh, start playing Celeste uh, on PS5. I started a new, a new save. And uh, I'm like super proud of uh, Jasmine uh, taking on something that's like you would usually think is more like kind of outside of her comfort zone, considering the, the games that she like zones in on are, uh, you know, uh, she loves every Mario game. Um, she really, really tried to stick with sunshine and eventually just gave up on, on super Mario sunshine because it, it was just getting too difficult. um, and not like challenging difficult, like that game is broken sometimes difficult. Um, nah. 
that game functions great, but I understand. <laughs> but I, understand uh, I understand not wanting to play through the whole game. But also, you know, she characters. tends to go for the Stardew Valley and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, really sinks some hours in into those games. Um, so I was surprised when she started uh, really loving Super Meat Boy. And she, you know, it's like she enjoys the challenge and uh, she especially enjoys it if the deaths aren't really rubbed in your face. If it's like you're immediately right back in and it's not like you're sitting through 30 seconds to a minute of haha, you died before getting to try it again. And uh, Meat Boy is great for it. And Celeste is great for that. That kind of thing where super challenging, super punishing, but also super satisfying and really quick to get you right back in the game when you do die. Um, And uh, so it's been really cool to like she's almost to the end of the game at this point. And uh, it that's a super, super challenging game. And uh, it's probably one of my favorite games of all time. And it's just been cool to, to see her, you know, really like get lost in it. Hell yeah. But she likes it because, yeah, like you were just talking about, she she openly professes she prefers games that don't have like that challenging atmosphere to it. So uh, that she's really sinking into it. That's really fucking cool. And it is one of the more challenging games, uh, out there. Um, Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm never going to hundred percent that game. Uh, but I'll try. (laughs) And (laughs) it's probably something that like 10 years from now, I'll still be trying, but it's such a, I love spending time in that game. Yeah, so I will be happy to, you know, keep going back uh, to that game. So she started playing it and I figured, you know, while she's playing it on Switch, I'll fire it up on the PlayStation and, uh, you know, we'll just kind of as a show of support, basically, because she thinks I'm supposed to be good at these games. So, you know, if I'm dying a whole bunch, then that's like, yeah, you I mean, this is just a hard fucking game. Don't feel bad about your deaths. Yeah, you're supposed to die. Any game that allows you to respawn that quickly, you're supposed to die a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it counts yeah. on you dying. Yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah, it, I've been really happy to uh, start playing that game again. Because, uh, God, it's so good. Um, <clears throat> that and uh, Chrono Trigger uh started uh back in that after kind of setting aside setting it aside for a while um i think that's pretty much oh yeah so i picked up uh cyberpunk 2077 on pc um for 30 bucks how's that running uh it's running great on my computer but i mostly got it so i could play it on geforce now and mm-hmm. uh because i've got an nvidia nvidia shield in my room and in the living room and uh so i can just play it there and it syncs up i got uh a uh good old games key for it for like 30 something dollars oh nice so score also that game better run well on your computer you have uh some very over-the-top hardware (laughs) i mean it's not over the top now it's only a 2080 super uh, for for graphics but the 
the preset that it did choose when I first launched the game was RTX Ray Tracing Ultra. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. you're, you're, I'm, you know, I'm still <laughs> running inferior hardware to you by a long shot. <laughs> it's pretty fucking decent. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it runs uh, very well on, on my computer, but I, I don't have a 4K monitor, so it's not like pushing, pushing. You know, it's uh, 1440p uh, ray tracing on ultra settings. And uh, it looks good. I did get a 4K monitor recently, 200 hertz. It's beautiful. Ooh. Beautiful. Nice. <laughs> I need to do that. I'm, it's, it's about time to replace these damn monitors. These things are old. Yeah, I've it's, got a 1440p, uh, 155 hertz. Adjusting to uh, a curved monitor for the first time was very strange to me. Uh, and also it's hilarious because with how wide it is, uh, no cutscenes render at the resolution that the, <laughs> the monitor is. So, like, every single time a cutscene pops in, it's just two massive black bars on either side of the <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone for watching and for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. It is. I usually only use my new 4K monitor to play dumb games like Fast Before. <laughs> <laughs>